Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a new episode of DX Bottom, a special one again. I am one of your hosts, Alejandro, and with me is the survivor. Hurricane survivor. <laughs> Hurricane survivor, Paul. Hey, Paul. Hey, everyone. Good to see y'all again. We I'm missed alive. you last week. I, yes, um, I've had quite a time, and I don't know when we want to get into some of Paul's fun hurricane stories, but maybe one day that'll happen. Yeah, if you want to do it like quick, we can get into it now, so... What was it well, like surviving Katrina 2.0 minus one? <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, we're going to just start naming all of these like Evangelion titles. Mm -hmm. They um, they suck yeah. and the whole city shuts down. Actually, we were having fun. Just the idea of how unique the perspective is of um, these kind of storms coming through and wiping us out for just so long was um, there was a trailer or like a commercial for the 911 TV show that's on like major cable networks. And one of their like new events that they liked to show was called blackout. And it was the idea that their city had a blackout and how crazy of an idea it was. So we were sitting back using our little generator power to at least get a little bit of TV while we watched an LSU game. And um, I was like, man, think of a world where you could just look how fantastical crazy the setting is of a whole city losing power at once. What kind of, amazing wild things could possibly happen in some kind of a weird situation like that it's a good thing that doesn't happen here right guys and um it was just so funny to see like their brief even if it, it was like two minutes long it was like wow so that's what they think uh a blackout is like huh um it's it's tiring it's moving uh trees and limbs from your family members roofs and things and finding out who's um it's not really like who's alive and who's dead it's more just um who's still in the city who's trapped who doesn't have food um it's barely sleeping for like five days and um showering for some of it or not being able to use water because the power system and water system got so damaged that you can't actually do that safely um it's sitting in heat it's <laughs> having a lighter and a gas stove no internet and, um oh absolutely no internet that's like the last thing you even think about uh because you want it but you know it's not going to happen for a while and then of course it takes a while for you to even get any power back because they give it to all of the really rich white parts of the neighborhood first and mm -hmm. they kind of trickle down but apparently this year they mix things up because they put it to the lower income areas first explicitly so that they wouldn't loot places <laughs> isn't it so great art, like art turning out to be real life huh it's yeah art uh, art imitates reality and i should clarify it wasn't explicitly stated uh by anyone that's the reason but that's what they did and a lot of people feel like that is why because they believe that the lower income areas would start looting the rest of the city if they didn't new orleans is a fun place sometimes um but I love it here and it's great. And you will get the nicest people in the world. Um, we were cleaning up our yard and there was just like a truck came by and was like, Hey, y'all want some snacks. They gave us water, MREs and like Teddy grams and stuff. So like people will go out of their way to be super helpful in these times. And you see like the best of humanity for sure. Um, and then you see a lot of corruption at the same time. So mm -hmm. needless to say, 
maybe one day I'll go more detailed about it, but in any case, it's uh, always very traumatizing. And it reminds me of uh, like everyone else down here with uh, our PTSD. So I'm glad yeah. that it's <laughs> it's over for me now. Um, we just got power last night and I moved back into my house. We got all of our things and I was able to sleep in my bed with AC and it was beautiful. Yeah. So I can, Alejandro, I can't can imagine that's, yeah, I'm doing good. Like definitely not surviving a hurricane, thank God, compared yeah. to you. But uh, we've, been, we've been getting a lot of rain down here. Almost super, super, yeah, super heavy rain that almost hurricane level. So I find that very ironic, but not what you just went through. That was just basically another apocalypse simulation after last it year's was apocalypse bad. simulation. Um, <laughs> to a lot of people, it was worse than Katrina, especially west of us. And it absolutely was to all of them. Um, they lost everything, family members, especially and friends of my wife, um, who's out in the Thibodeau, Bayou regions, Homa, Laplace, any places that Alejandro might not mean anything to you, but mm-hmm. yeah. I, I see y'all, like Louisiana. <laughs> y'all struggling. I feel it. You, you get a drink from me guys. Um, I'm trying to get rid of all this dehydration because I haven't drank enough water for like a week and a half. Yeah. Well, anyway. well I'm, I'm, I'm happy you were, you're good now. You're back home. Yes. You got internet now. So that we're get to record now. So yeah. And also thank you to Zach that he joined us for our Gamescom reacts from two weeks ago, just out of happenstance. And he was able to kind of step up and no longer be a dark silhouette last week when you had to evacuate. Did he actually fix his light? Oh, so I see that you didn't watch last week's episode. I then. wasn't able. <laughs> I, did, I just got power. I know. I know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. So so yeah, he fixed, he actually um he filmed with his phone. So okay, his audio was kind of messed up because he was speaking through a phone. So it, someday with him we'll find the perfect medium of being able to hear him and and seeing him because when he was just a dark silhouette we could hear him well but we couldn't see what he looked like, and then this we could see him well but we couldn't hear him well. So so yeah, it was fun and I kind of wanted I asked him if he wanted to be in this one and he's feeling under the weather so hoping he feels better soon. So, Paul, like, thankfully, like, you were able to be back home on time and almost make it all the way to the wire to be able to record our reaction to the PlayStation showcase of 2021 that we just recorded. And we did. And y'all can find that somewhere else. Yeah, you will find it in our YouTube channel there. Kind of like how we recorded the reaction to the Destiny 2 showcase and the uh, Xbox Trebuchet showcase of 2021. And uh, how we missed recording us uh, an opening night live because you were gardening, and then you had to. Yeah. You got your kamupans with hurricane coming your way, so no more gardening right now. I got my so, revenge. Yeah, they got their revenge. They got their revenge. So yeah, you you can find the reaction of like all the, uh, like as as it was happening, you can see it there. And we're gonna talk a little bit more in depth of the things that we saw there. That's gonna be the show because for us as. Uh, to me as someone that plays in all consoles but mains on playstation and you that are mostly playstation this is was the um the showcase for us we've been like kind of hung up to dry for a while other than a few state of plays here and there showing things that we already knew about rarely any surprises and this was finally the time where we at least would know what's coming down the pipeline in a way uh, not many big announcements but the announcements that we got were big megatons and yeah. Um, yeah, I'm excited to really talk about that. But really quick, in your time of isolation, did you play anything, Paul, 
real quick? I played um, a tiny amount of Super Mario Sunshine actually nice. on my Switch. Um, I realized that I have gotten a lot better with my hand-eye coordination. And um, I trivialized like the entire first couple worlds of that area, mm-hmm. um, which is really funny because I think I remember PJ was like really complaining about the controls. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I don't know why. I don't have any problems with that one. <laughs> um, like this is child's play, literally. Um, so then I realized very quickly that um, there's a reason why adults probably shouldn't play exclusively uh, kids games because um, that it messes with your brain. Boring, and they can kind of ruin your experience that that had as a as a child. So mm-hmm. I don't even know if I want to replay um, either that. I might go back with Galaxy just to finish that one because mm-hmm. I think I got stuck on it as a kid. Um, but Sunshine, I'm, I beat that, and I don't know if I want to mess that up for myself. But I enjoyed the time that I did play with it because I love the music and it felt great. Um, I don't think I played really anything else. I tried to sneak on Destiny and mm-hmm. um, I had to like put my phone on uh, mobile data and I had to use the generator. Uh, it, it did. Um, there was one point where I kept losing connection because I had to turn off everything else on my phone to get the mm-hmm. data to have enough internet. But um, then I turned on my PS5 one time and it killed the generator. So I decided not to keep playing my PlayStation. Yeah. And um, <laughs> that we were able to get the generator back work and thank god and i realized that i was being a little bit uh ridiculous i just really wanted to play something um besides that i oh there was that one time i told you i played a little bit of last of us 2 mm-hmm. and i thought it was really funny uh in the middle of an apocalypse playing mm-hmm. a game about apocalypses and um the one thing i want to say about that then i'll move on is um everyone loves the idea about nature reclaiming uh, the civilization mm-hmm. until you think about the smell it creates. No one ever knows what that smells like. We do. <laughs> you know, it's first not now. good. Um, you just from the mold, you will get lightheaded, uh, headaches, possibly pass out. You can't sleep in it. It's horrible. Um, so don't let any of your friends look at last of us or last of us two and say, man, that would be wonderful. If just nature reclaimed the rest of civilization and took just, over. Just last year when we got into lockdown because of COVID, I had yeah. more than my feel of knowing. Yeah. If yeah. this is how an actual real zombie apocalypse starts and this is how humanity behaves. I don't, I want nothing of this anymore. <laughs> so. And um, yeah, just that that process what it does to your mind and what it does to your body um that that smell of mold is horrible and can actually kill you so don't stay indoors during an apocalypse kids not good for you moving on um alejandro we got lots of good stuff to see and talk about today so yeah i don't i don't need to like spend more time in seeing what i've been playing so i'd rather just say real quick I, i played I kept playing Avengers and uninstalled Avengers. I'll tell the story later. And I uh, yeah. played a little bit of Ghost of Tsushima still through expansion. Nothing more to say about that. That is just more Ghost of Tsushima, a game that I li- really like but don't love. So it's more of that. So PlayStation, thank you for finally saying something, even though you're leaving us hung up to dry for the rest of this year. So Paul, how did they start this showcase? Alondra, they started with... Um... 
Yeah, I know you and I recently talked about the pros and cons of using a CGI trailer mm-hmm. to show off your game, but I believe there are some exceptions where that is useful <clears throat> and uh, beneficial. One of which is for a long-running series to make its brief showing of a comeback, and that is Knights of the Old Republic Remake. Remake. Yeah, so Aspire. By Aspire. Roundup. Yes. <laughs> um, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. By yeah, the, this remake bit made by Aspire, A S P Y R, who actually has been working on remastering a bunch of old Star Wars games on modern consoles. So, like, if you've seen that in your PS5 or your Switch or PS4, you've seen that there's Star Wars Jedi Knight 2 or Jedi Academy or Republic Commando or Star Wars Racer, classic games from like almost three generations ago. Aspire has been like working on them. But this is different because they're not just bringing back the old Bioware game from 2003. They're, they're giving it the Resident Evil 2 remake mm-hmm. like deal of like completely revamping it, but keeping the story, the most important part of that thing. And um, some of, because this has been rumored for a while, like Jason Schreier kind of like has been hearing about it. There's another YouTuber who actually uh, broke the story that Aspire was making this. It's called Mr. Matty Plays. He, uh, he had heard that the remake was going to completely overhaul the combat. So like, instead of being like this pseudo turn-based thing that the old one was, this was going to be more action-based, which if we go back to 2020 in our early episodes of the X button, I once said, how amazing it would be if Knights of the Old Republic could come back as a remake, but the combat is like Jedi Fallen Order. I don't know if Aspire would do that, but just the fact it's going to be an action-y take but while keeping the story, which is what made that game special, that's really cool. And more importantly, if for, for this show, PS5 timed exclusive. What do you think yes. of that? Yeah. That, um, I mean, my first glance at the idea of exclusives, timed or otherwise, is always initially negative because I still don't like the idea of exclusives. I think everyone should be able to play a game, but I also understand that that's not the world we live in. I also understand that when you get to make something for one specific piece of hardware, you get to dial it in very well. And um, even though this is only timed, so that means eventually, mm-hmm. if not already, they're He's having to go. count that into uh, multiple uh, systems, we're going to be able to at least get the benefits of something like that. And I am definitely on board for this i i'm so excited for it like you said story is still fantastic it holds up to this day the twists and turns had me legitimately just crossed up because of all of the stuff that was going on in that story yeah, especially line. the the big twist near the end that yeah i can't wait for um, a new generation that doesn't know or have heard of kotor to get to experience that if they're able to keep that Yes. Um, my my computer briefly freaked out on me for a second, but oh, I agree with everything that your bo- robotic self said. <laughs> um, I, I would also say that the combat, like you said, needs to be revamped. It's so obtuse. It's confusing. Um, there were whole points that I didn't understand the concept of grinding when I was younger, and um, I don't think it even lends itself very well to grinding at all. Um, I don't even think there's like places you can go back and fight other enemies again but i always felt kind of under leveled and i had to run away from a lot of encounters and come back and keep fighting them i wouldn't know because i briefly played i only briefly played it i watched a playthrough instead 
back in the day because I was like, what well, back when we didn't even, yeah. didn't even know if this was going to get remade. And I heard so many good things. I was like, I want to at least experience the story. So, well, I'm glad you got to do that um, at least because replaying it now is very difficult. I got it very, it was like almost on a whim. Um, I picked it up on PC with my cousin, Jamie. He's a huge Star Wars fan and he is about like 20 years older than me. <laughs> He's like um, in his forties, but he was always like an, like an older brother to me. And um so we played it together. We played through a Sith playthrough of that. He helped me, let me pick all the decisions. And um, it was like nothing I'd ever seen before. Just the idea of going to other planets, being able to talk to people and like somehow convince them to be on my side or to do something for me if I couldn't beat them with fighting <clears throat> um, was so amazing and just all that stuff blew me away but then i was so confused in every example of combat um and just the fact that i had to play through so much of the game without a lightsaber was like unacceptable to me yeah, just with the blaster like what the, is wrong and i had a blaster shooting i just had the like vibro blades the <laughs> right i was um i was like why can't i just hit the button and shoot the, the blaster guys why can't i do that but um i i remember loving that and then uh Knights of the Old Republic 2 still is one of the strongest openings to any video game I think I've ever played. Um, just the sheer level of creepy factor as you environmentally understand what happened on this place that you woke up at. Very Walking Dead now that I look back on it, <laughs> which I think still predates The Walking Dead. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, by five years. Yeah, yeah, by a good amount. At least the TV um, show. Yeah, so... Oh, that's true. But anyway... The idea of waking up in some kind of place that's everyone's dead and you don't understand why um great opening fantastic but just the sheer amount of stuff you could do in that was mind-blowing and could never be done even now in do some you ways. know that uh kotor 2 was made in 10 months i fully believe it based on the ending <laughs> yeah yeah i could see that yeah that game was uh, like notoriously rushed and it's still very beloved Good job, um, they they it's like a car crash that manages to land on all four tires simultaneously. Um, great opening, it falls apart real bad right at the end. <laughs> um, and then just somehow kind of like, okay, well, I appreciate it, it's a little avant garde, but I'll stick with it. Um, and it's still somehow improved immensely on the formula as far as gameplay goes, still not great, but it did improve a lot yeah so yeah well knights of the Old republic remake coming it didn't give us a date we just know it's coming so maybe in a year or two they're exciting and big get for playstation they still winning big and trying to get all this timed exclusives so especially the big of, of, yeah of the power moves that they're making so project Alejandro, yes um what are your initial thoughts on this one if any it felt like a smorgasbord of a bunch of games i like and uh, confirmed in a North Korea, it's a South Korean studio. Ah, okay, so it was Korean. Yeah, I, I mean, it said, it said at the end KR, like when you see like the website, oh. yeah, projective.com. Yeah, you're KR. right. So I was like, oh, Korea, that makes sense because, and it would be South Korea because nothing comes out of North Korea. <laughs> so, um, this one was funny because it was like, yeah, it was definitely a long trailer, uh, it's very yeah. stylish, aesthetically, very weird, which is also kind of something that we can say about a a game that also was 
re-shown here. Uh, what were your thoughts on Project on Projective? This Devil May Cry slash Dark Souls slash Bayonetta slash Vanquish Morius board? Yeah. Um it really does look like somebody looked at every single game Platinum Games has ever made and said, write that down, write that down, um, and then change it a little bit so they don't realize that we're copying them. Well, yeah, like, uh, Platinum's doing a games as a service over there at Square Enix, so let's do what they used to do outside yeah. of that. <laughs> Environments-wise is a like, really cool grunge, god-eater, surge style of like visceral really disturbing body horror villains like evil within kind of stuff and then like the gameplay is a that blend of obviously devil may cry bayonetta vanquish um and then your main character looks like she's from either the new free-to-play fighting game battle royale hunters arena um with diva's outfit from overwatch I um there is a lot of like disconnect as far as design goes for me personally mm -hmm. as somebody who's an illustrator like that didn't match at all even if she's supposed to change her outfits it should look a little bit more like what's going on in this world um but we had that whole strangers of paradise talk already mm -hmm. so I'm not going to deal with that um I think it looks really solid it looks really polished I'm going to give them credit where are they breaking doing. are they awesome. breaking every rule in the book Honestly, they kind of are in some ways um, because like it's uh, design wise, it's all over the place. Mm -hmm. It's equal parts dead space with style and action and um, weird Final Fantasy platforming um, and like zero character from our main character who's supposed to be our window into all this, but they could also be a blank slate for a character creator what we just never saw um which i would fully expect that could possibly be the case and a lot of uh really weird reflective butt shots that was strange but kind of looks like classic uh, classification korean <laughs> uh mobile game that i've ever seen an advertisement for and um frankly it's got my curiosity not my attention yet yeah but same, it's got same really here. good action yeah i don't know we, we could assume that maybe this is also a timed exclusive thing for Sony because they tend to deal in that area more. They're kind of like more Asian market yeah. than Microsoft. Microsoft eventually kind of breaks in and breaks through and getting some of the games, but not quite just for the platform. So Project yeah, again, kind of, yeah, just something that looked interesting, sort of in my wheelhouse, but not something that I'm like frothing in the mouth yeah. for. Also not froth, uh, frothing in the mouth for it. It's Tiny Tina's Wonderland. So this big new reveal of a game that we got an announcement twice at E3. I'm going to play devil's advocate because the reveal, whatever we got in this, I feel should have been in that. Um, we got not a lot of whatever that was in uh, E3 and whatever that showcase was. This was some solid gameplay. Um, it, it looks, looks like more, like more Borderlands. Exactly, yeah. But if that's so one, if that's your thing, you're already sold. Uh, if you like the style, but don't really like the more Borderlands aspect of it, it's very different. It's in a completely different D&D style universe. If you remember the Tiny Tina's, um, I don't remember. DLC, the DLC. Yeah, yeah, the DLC that was basically Dun uh, Dungeons and Dragons, but still sci-fi. It's still more 
it, yeah, you have guns, but it's a lot more magic oriented on that. You've got a lot of different, like you were calling down fire. You were calling down some crazy ice meteors. You there were guns, swords, there were bows. Um, that was kind of cool looking. All the new characters are completely newcomers. That's not like reskin previous characters mm-hmm. like the DLC was. So giving them credit where that's due. Um, they had a couple of returning people like um, Torg with his guitar or uh, lute specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, it just it looks like a lot of fun. So if that's your thing, go for it. If not, probably not going to vibe with it as much. But I'll keep my eyes open. I have some friends that like playing co-op games. So we'll see if they jump for it. We'll I mean, see. it's coming in the not so crowded month that it's March. <laughs> So it's definitely That's not gonna yeah, yeah, it's definitely not gonna get swamped. I'll just say this early 2022 nightmare, an it's absolute nightmare. Destroy, it's gonna destroy, destroy our wallets. And, and wallets. I can't imagine eventually everyone's gonna see my god, there's like 30 games. I'm not kidding. One day we're going to look at the list of the things that are confirmed for like any early 2022. Got to read them all out, all yeah. the stuff that's supposed to be. And then February. we got to then we're going to play bingo to see which one budges and which one's pushed because we don't know anything for summer later that year. Oh, so. if I was out there and I had a game coming out, that's immediately getting bumped to at least June. Hmm. I I wouldn't touch this area with a five foot pole 20 foot pole any of that and then everyone will, will start pushing and then they're going to overcrowd one area again it's like I know. It, it usually happens that way so they're all going to go to june yeah another game that's like early and and before i move to that one tiny things wonderland wonderland is like eh for me is like borderlands 3 was eh and like i wasn't a huge fan after being a fan of one or two of course I've gone on my story that I played too much Borderlands leading up into three and kind of yep. got burned out. And the DLC was an improvement in a way, like at least story-wise, because I hated the Calypso twins. But yeah, this definitely showed me it's like, yeah, I'm don't know if I'm still in the itch for more Borderlands. Maybe by the time we get there, and maybe if the reviews are good, who knows? But right. this other game that's also from spring 2022, Forspoken, usually uh, it used to be known as Project Athia when it was revealed in June 2020 at the first ps5 event and um then it kind of got its name for spoken in one of the uh state of plays earlier this year i don't know i think it was the first state of play and that's when i was like oh this is fantasy and it has a foul mouth girl from like normal land and uh, very modern uh, hipsterish so we found out it was a uh modern isekai uh alejandro do you know what the term isekai goes for I have no idea. <laughs> so it is the um, concept that has been heavily popularized lately in anime. The idea and genre of any one character from our world being transported to another world. That so is Digimon. What it literally means is not another world. Yes, Digimon is is Isekai, one of actually mm-hmm. the grandfathers of it. Um, or just fathers and popularizing of it. So yes, this is that whole concept where um, a modern character gets taken from our world through some kind of portal or reincarnation and gets sent into another one. Unfortunately, uh, we've seen this so many times with the whole power fantasy idea, but not too many in a video game. Not anymore, at least, until since Tron. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Tron. 
I would say that just on concept alone, there's barely any games in that Isekai thing. So he gets props on that. I'm yeah. torn on the tone. Like it, it, it like to me, that's just very incongruent, the very hip style. Let's F-bomb here and there. Like I'm super cool in this more like fantastical Final Fantasy setting that I have to kind of get used to that. It's just, yes, I, because it's online, a lot of people were like, oh my God, this is freaking amazing. I'm like, am I out of touch or something? Because that didn't seem that impressive to me. And what I saw was like, I'm, they're using the Final Fantasy 15 technology. That's also going to be- talking about Alejandro? This isn't the greatest thing you've ever seen. What is wrong with you? You're canceled. <laughs> yeah. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, You're I can, on tryouts. I, I can see the comments not coming there. But yeah, it's like, I'm interested just because of the Rogue One writer, Gary Witt, contributed to that. So it would be funny because he also does a bunch of gaming podcasts over at Kind of Funny. And he's very foul now. So I can imagine he's the one that maybe inserted that. I'll give it that it at least gives this game some sort of personality. I don't know if I vibe with it yet. And I just kind of want to see more. We'll see more soon. I mean, it's spring 2022. Them saying it's, Um, it's spring, it's probably April. Like that April June thing, so at least it's not that I would early. Hope so early if it's few months, just like a month after, hopefully. Um, quick thoughts from me. Uh, this is if you took the characters from Life is Strange with their aesthetic, threw them into the Final Fantasy fifteen world with the powers of control. Um, let me break that down slightly. The idea of control was awesome to me, but the environment slowed down the ability for traversal so much that i felt like they kind of they couldn't really push that idea of like the flight and the movement and all that stuff as much as they could have do you have something to say before i move on yeah i would say that i slightly disagree that i feel the environment is what makes all those kind of powers kind of stand out even more because of the limited way that you can like interact with it and it's very monochromatic aesthetic the one thing that i would give you is that maybe the game itself doesn't give you enough of of a good it doesn't do a good enough job at pulling you through that environment because you're constantly because because you're especially you that you're so directionally challenged so that would slow you more and and me that i'm more in in tune of that i never felt like it was too limited that way so let me clarify person to person Uh, momentum (laughs) Yeah. Uh, is what I had a problem with. Like, think about in control. You have your movement, you have your, uh, your sprinting, you have your dash, and then you have your kind of hover. But there's not too many ways that you can interweave all of those things. Think about um, you've got your destiny. Let's think about it like that. You've got your sprint, you've got your jump, you've got your slide, but you can also use those interchangeably in a certain way that you can get this ungodly level of speed and movement that it, it, there's a higher scaling, ceiling whoa, of skill um, as opposed you, you heard to... That? No, I just okay. messed up my words. What okay, because you said that when something, because I'm still under construction here. Something fell. No, there. I, I can't actually like, oh. hear any of that. I just, okay, that's awesome. I said uh, ceiling and skill at the same time. So mm-hmm. it became scaling. Anyway, <laughs> um, at least for me, I felt like I struggled with some of that traversal and control. Basically, um, what I like about Forspoken with this is the idea of how this movement was really, I felt the momentum. Like, 
Um, you have your infamous second son where you had such a problem with, okay, you can dash, but then you like your momentum just stops right mm -hmm. after your dash. You don't really keep that movement going, but this really felt like you have this, you're leaping, you're parkour, you're yeah, dashing, I would agree with that, teleporting. Yeah. Like it felt really nice. Um, you were throwing traps on the ground. You were shooting things with your hand. You were blasting stuff. And I don't know if you remember when I got like my weird power fantasy with wanting to go back to playing games with as like a mage where you can just do these crazy things. And if you just did the game right, which I didn't at the time, um, if you spec it out right, you could become like this nuclear weapon of awesome magic. And so this feels like something that's a little bit it's in it's there scratching that itch it's in mm -hmm. there yeah um so that's what i really love about it it looks gorgeous it feels gorgeous to move luminous the way she looks could, so, like so swing and fly yeah. yes um it does not match with this character who looks flat she looks boring okay. they they fix her outfit very quickly it looks like thank god what is going on with square enix and what's happening with that kind of like overimposing of characters that just don't belong in the environment they're in we got that. We, we obviously got the slap that was during Year of Paradise first doing that. Now we get this. It's like, is yeah, that the new um, mandate? <laughs> I don't know. It seems like, all right, let's let's uh, throw them through like a Hollister uh, real quick. Let them just grab the first clothes that come off the rack. Like, let's um, let's put them on iCarly and uh, make them just have like the worst outfits in the world. Um, I don't know if you've ever delved into that whole funniness of the wardrobe uh, department <laughs> for no for um so their wardrobes for like Disney Channel shows and Nickelodeon live action shows is this very strange eclectic group of like you've got a long sleeve shirt a weird vest a jacket over that a skirt over jeans and then like just it's these weird things it's like pictures of all these characters dressed in horrendous outfits. Um, because the Disney people didn't want the characters showing too much skin. The idea horribly falling apart and turning into this trash fire. Um, I feel like that's what's been happening with Strangers of Paradise yeah. and some of these other things going on lately. Yeah. Um, this is not as egregious as Stranger yeah. of Paradise because Stranger of no. Paradise, just like uh, to quote Skill Up, looks like ours <laughs> because it's Australian. Um, yeah. This doesn't look that way. At least it looks pretty. Like most of it looks pretty, it, but it does have, it's so funny that it's square, it's in Square Enix where we're seeing that kind of weird dichotomy of things that yeah. shoot and can grow that way. But I guess that, what would you call it? It's called Isekai or Isekai? Isekai. Isekai it yeah, would be so. I S E K A I. Yeah. But it's Isekai. I'm not, um, an, I'm not an otaku like you or Zach, so yeah. I wouldn't know those terms. Though, so that's, that's um, for me. <laughs> Uh, yeah, look it up sometime. It's actually got some really great things in it. But yeah, I had some word vomit, needless to say. I'm interested in Forspoken. Yeah. Uh, they got to do some work on the animations and facial work, but they got I, a few months. They got a few months. So, like, that's um, what I'm hoping for. Yeah. Rainbow Six Extraction is what came after. And this is a game that we were supposed to be playing next week. Turn the podcast off, Alejandro. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> I can't get excited for this game. I don't know what it is. Um, maybe it's the purest uh, Rainbow Six guy in me that preferred when Rainbow Six was more of a tactical SWAT-based style shooter that kind of kept that with Siege in a way, even though Siege has gotten a little too anime it's, in a way yeah. with uh, with the new operators and all that. And 
maybe it's because we get we're getting back for blood in a month it's like that kind of game is like pve versus like monsters and all that is kind of being served already and maybe if rainbow six extraction had actually come out next week before all those other games maybe that's what that would have scratched the itch but this being pushed until january it's like not doing much especially the trailer shown here i feel the 30 minutes we got a e3 in that horrible ubisoft conference did more for this game for me than this this one was like i didn't even bother watching this uh when the, the ubisoft conference yeah no I, I told you i was like yeah good thing you skipped it it was like because i saw everything at e3 and it was it was those were tough times but yeah rainbow six extraction is something that exists it's in early january i would assume so it's just gonna be a pile in that huge in the in the month that we're getting elden ring <laughs> so I I yeah that's it yeah um, i don't have much to, much else to say about that but this other one i'm kind of sad that it leaked because this would have, been, would have been a very real big hype moment of oh my god it's coming back alan wake I okay so um I'll my only thoughts on Rainbow Six Extraction it's too little too late it was a really cool um game mode that showed up I think last 2018, year 2018 no 2018 now yeah okay so 3 years golly um so yeah it, it's been a while and they showed up and they were like all right cool that was the only time we're ever going to put this in the game bye and um now it's only showing back up briefly as rainbow six quarantine poorly timed in uh the grand scheme of everything renamed to rainbow six extraction i don't think it's enough to make a whole game out of it i don't think it's worth that um i can see some people enjoying that i will say that the characters themselves in Rainbow Six Siege don't really get a lot to shine outside of what they can do in the game. So you lose out on a lot of the lore. You lose out on a lot of cool stuff that can happen. Um, I'm glad they're getting a little extrapolated, but I feel like you just need to make a single-player Rainbow Six game with them in that, and then you get what people were looking for. Yeah, but they're not going to do that, but Alan Wake, Paul. <laughs> yes, Alan Wake. Okay, so we're back on it. Yeah. Um, I missed out on this whole game. I really appreciate what it did for the genre. Um, I love the extrapolation to control that we got. We briefly already talked about that mm -hmm. and we talked about the pros and cons already. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing it again. It, it's not like a full ground up, but they did it's a remaster. all of the pre-rendered cutscenes. They did all of the, um, like upresing all the textures, they change the models around. I mean, it's it's just a good update in general. That's when you want to just at least get a little more out of it than like your basic level of a remaster, yeah. where you're just upresing things. Yeah, Alan Wake is one of the Xbox 360's most beloved gems. Like like when it comes to like the exclusive lineup, when the Xbox 360 had a bunch of them before. They just became Halo, Gears, Fable, Forza in that early era where they had a little bit more. Alan Wake always had that, that kind of like weight to it that people really, even though it wasn't a huge seller, it had that kind of cult following to it. And uh, they people have been screaming at Remedy, make an Alan Wake 2, make an Alan Wake 2. They did an expansion called American Nightmare and uh, wasn't as well received as the main game, but it was still Alan Wake. Alan Wake as a property still has some weight to it and um, ironically alan wig used to be um the property was owned by microsoft and last year remedy bought the rights from microsoft they were like we're taking it from oh, you wow. 
and so uh, that's that, yeah and what once they took that then it meant oh yeah we can finally go multi-platform in this and alan wake showing up in this is very big because this will be the first time alan wake is going to be on a playstation console so they'll get to see another remedy game because the first remedy game on playstation was control so and this has always been the one that's always been beloved even though control i think has kind of surpassed it now as the more beloved remedy ip because it won a bunch of game of the years so like i said this would have been an even more hype thing if it hadn't leaked literally last week i'm and then, glad that i didn't really hear anything about the leak until you posted about it well yesterday or today earlier um, earlier this week was it wow um y'all were just talking about the the fact that that lady looked like she was sitting outside of the car. Yeah, that was, was yeah, that, that was today. today. That, that was today. But I mentioned okay, that's that. when I heard about it. So I must have missed that initial post that it leaked. Yeah, because uh, I was like, oh my god, is this leaked? Because, no, actually, it leaked last week. That was last week when it was at, at, at a posting. It, it was like I don't know. It was it, it looked like Amazon Japan. I don't know, but it actually said um, October fifth. So in three weeks, we're getting it, and. Um, it's sad because then Sam Lake wrote a very poignant letter about how important it is for them to bring Alan Wake back. And this is for the fans and all that. And they're like, yeah, this is coming later this fall. We'll tell you more later. But the, yeah. the leak said it was October 5th. So they confirmed yeah. October 5th. So it was a cool announcement that kind of got its wind out of its sails. This next one, though, had me laughing. Paul, today is September 9th. In four days, it's going to be GTA 5's eight-year anniversary. Eight years since it originally came out on PS3 and 360. And of course, Sony showed it again. Showed more gameplay from the campaign that, as far as we know, they're not even expanding at all. What everyone they're cares not. about it is online. Look, it was literally the trailer for cutscenes from the base game. Mm -hmm. And, and some ridiculous like and online. one little clip yeah. of online where that's basically a tame day on any average online lobby. You see a couple of floating cars. Yeah, destroying an airplane. <laughs> that is that is like average what you yeah, see out there. But here's what's funny. You know that this game had a November 11th release date and it got pushed now to March 2022. I am. Alondra, did you ever watch the... Uh, jimmy neutron tv show oh yeah but it's been a long time i can't think of references um there was a clip where sheen just brings up ultra lord and he says this is ultra lord and the teacher goes sheen this is the seventh time you've shown us ultra lord this week <laughs> um for show and tell and um this is exactly how i feel where playstation and sony are like this is gta 5 and we're like gta 5 has been out for eight years guys yeah. this isn't a big deal that you're showing us these exactly things. yeah and to be fair they're talking about it's been enhanced and all that and i kind of want to see a more up res version of that trailer to see if it actually has been enhanced because that game still looks old i'm like i'm not seeing any of the improvements you're talking about at a certain so. point you're not going to see any like real upgrades to it because the the engine and the animations are always going to be just garbage um, because they're just so old now. Yeah, I mean, they're 2013 we're, we're animation. using the same. Well, no, they were they were using a different animation for an uh, engine for Red Dead Redemption. Too, it's improved. But, it's improved. It's the same engine yeah. that much much developed. Okay. Yeah. So it's 
um it's very it is similar but there's a lot of differences in there anyway um gta 5 had to pull back on a lot of things like the i remember in red dead redemption one people were comparing it to that uh when gta 5 first came out because they were saying oh look at these things where you can like hit somebody in the arm or the leg in red dead redemption one and they would fall over and react to that one thing gta it was like you hit them and it was like a bullet sponge nothing happened um i i just it's great for what it's supposed to do but it's eight years after that we got to move forward guys and remember what we talked about almost two <sighs> months ago gta 6 is probably being aimed until 2025 so right. they're gonna yeah, milk this gta 5 thing for all oh, it's worth absolutely i'm yeah. just i'm tired of talking about it at this point yeah. um because those were just... tokyo though that's what yeah. that's what, what came that's after so more story Fair content enough. it was like they've been showing a bunch of those where tokyo has been featured already like twice now at the at one of the showcases the first time it, sh it was shown was at the, that first ps5 event where it was confirmed it was a bethesda time exclusive and now we got more story stuff so i'm like okay there's a, we got a little bit more of an idea what this is about when is it coming out though this was supposed to come out this year and they didn't even put a year on it I don't know, <laughs> but um, man, I I will say it looks a lot better. I told you during the react, it was um the first trailer we got felt a lot more horror. Mm -hmm. The second trailer felt like all action, and this one feels more like a mix, mix. between the mm -hmm. two of them. Um, it's I, living up to the announcement. Know... It's living yeah, it's um, living up to the, what they said this game was gonna be. We we got more of the character that it's, this is about. We get more about who this weird rival villain is. Um, I love the the whole idea between Japanese horror specifically is so unique, and we're not talking about like your average The Ring and all that stuff. I'm talking like all of their specific monster designs are just amazing. Um, you've got. I'm going to say some weird names, Junji Ito. Um, you've got lately Jujutsu Kaisen. You've got um, even Demon Slayer with the way mm -hmm. they've, even if it was a little bit Bishonen, but um, just everything about the mixing of uh, Japanese horror culture, mixing it with this like really cool aesthetic lately has been amazing. Um, and it's honestly got me a lot more curious. Uh, Ghost of uh, Tsushima's multiplayer. Mm -hmm. The mask is literally one of the masks you can wear in that game. Um, but like just the cool mythology you can get out of that is still so untapped after all these years somehow. And um, I feel like we're just starting to delve into the really interesting parts of it. So I'm interested. It's got a lot more of my curiosity after that trailer than uh it has in the past and i want to see more and possibly a release date soon yes i wouldn't be surprised if bethesda had tweeted already something because that usually how it goes look what we're going to talk about it just talk about it a little later like what gran turismo 7 had that they didn't even have a date in the showcase yeah. but then they said when it was coming out later on later on like the in the post show kind of like interviews so yeah. maybe we'll find out after we know after actually let me just uh, if I see Bethesda, if they twist, if they tweeted anything. No, they did uh, not. So we don't know anything. So moving right. on, Guardians of the Galaxy, the Something game that, that was, yeah, the only oh, highlight right. of the E3 conference. 
it I, looks the same yeah. with a little bit of a better Peter Quill. It was um yeah they it looks like they updated his visuals a little bit from his hairstyle because he was looking a little bit um specifically DMC Dante kind of hairstyle with that undercut mm-hmm. um and they I don't know it's just it's rough but it looks fun yeah we so, talked about Guardians already at E three yeah. it looks like more of that and I, I was just excited to see that it didn't get bumped. It's still coming yeah. in. Um, release date of this year. Yeah, October 26th. October 26, 2021. So it's Good definitely coming out. Yeah, it's like, and I said, as long as it's like a six to seven, eight out of 10 game, I'll be fine. Avengers yeah. is like a six to seven out of 10 game. And I played 200 hours of that game. So it's, I'll pick uh, it up on a sale, I think. Yeah, it, 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 it's, clo- it's so close to Black Friday. It might be at, on sale real quick. So, and then some, the final two games from this, like very interesting batch from like tiny teen until this other two, this was basically games that we had already heard about. So we're like, why are you showing this? Is there, was there like a contractual obligation of you showing third party stuff? This was, this section wasn't super exciting for me personally, because it was like, yeah, this is like, this is not the first time we're seeing this. Usually we get more excitement out of first time we hear things. So like blood hunt, the Vampire Bloodlines game. I think we saw a little bit in um, Achilles thing. Yeah. That I and I don't know if this is the exact same game because that one had like early access period, but it said only Steam. But then this was here, so I was like, was it the same game, or are there just so happens to be two different kinds of games that are literally the same kind of like versus human vampire and all this other stuff. Um, I don't know. It's very strange because the every trailer we've gotten up until now is a very colorful, exciting. This is almost like hero shooter mm-hmm. kind of style, um, with like one side being vampires, one side being humans. This was like, okay, everyone's a vampire and they're all killing each other, and everything's very desaturated with like a mini map in one corner. You've got your like instinct eagle vision. Um, so I felt like I just I wasn't gathering what. I was supposed to be understanding about this game. Um, and it was like, you pick your class of vampire, you're fighting in this city. I mean, traversal looked pretty cool. You got different archetypes of like sniper. You got your knife dude. Um, but I don't know. It's not my thing. Um, yeah, it's like, it, it was there. So it just reminded me a lot of the, the thing that Keely showed that I was like, I will have to go back to it to just make sure if it's not the exact same game. So, and Deathloop. The game that's coming out next week, the game that they spent nine minutes of the last state of play showing gameplay, and they had a long trailer for it. And I'm like, guys, I get it. Someone, uh, Richard Hogg, the the um, lawyer that I linked to in the show when we were talking about the Activision Blizzard lawsuit almost like a month and a half ago, uh, he tweeted, I feel like I've seen so much of Deathloop that I feel like I've already beaten Deathloop. I agree. I've seen way too much of this game. I pre-ordered Deathloop yesterday for 54 bucks. If you're on, if you have PS Plus, you want it at least a little cheaper, get it now. Because that's like one of the final exclusives you're going to get for PS5 for the rest of the year. So I don't know. I don't have anything else to say about Deathloop. I assume you don't. I don't. I honestly, I was trying to look up and see if this was the same game as well. Um, And I think it is. It's like a, a free-to-play battle royale game 
set in the Vampire Masquerade universe. Yeah, so it's the same game, but somehow between these oh, You were trailers, still talking about Blood Hunt, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I just, I really needed that cleared up. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that looks like it's the same game, but somehow it's made very different. Anyway, Deathloop, I've heard enough about it. I'm tired of it. I want to. I want to hear reviews. I want to play. I'm going to stream it. Yeah, I'm going to see what it is. Uh, What's actually going to go down here? And um, I, like you said, I trust Arcane. I think it's going to be really solid. The mm -hmm. animations look really good. The action looks really good. I just want to understand. Like, give me these. Is it like show me these missions? How do they work? I literally the trailer had the main character asking all of these crazy questions over and over again. All at the same well, time. You'll find out next week. The reviews are coming. The reviews are coming. So want you'll to find, know. You'll find what's out. What's in the box? Um, <laughs> and whatever it is, so I'm yeah. playing it. So I'll find out that. Um, now we're getting into more like newer announcements. Weird niche. Yes. <laughs> this was 30 minutes into the show. So for like 30 minutes, we got the big bombs at the, be at the beginning. And then we got that huge block of games that we already knew about. So I felt we were a little stuck in the mud there for a little bit. But then we got this kid amnesia thing that we didn't see anything that I, I was like, does this look like control? Because it almost had the same monochromatic um, aesthetic and it is coming out November. So I'm like, so is this the exclusive <laughs> that Sony's going to have for this year? But we don't even know what the heck it is. All right. Real talk, it felt like uh, a demo slash digital album. Oh my God. Is this abandoned? <laughs> oh gosh um well like because radiohead is a band mm -hmm. and then it was like radiohead with epic games so i'm like is it going to be some kind of weird niche like musical experience that's not really a game but kind of maybe is i'm they got to show me more if i'm gonna be curious about yes. it yes and then techia or t-c-h-i-a the game yeah. that our sack called better mario odyssey <laughs> Like it, this cartoonish um, possession, like you're possessing things in this game. I, Mario style. <laughs> it was cute. It was calming. Um, I know a lot of people that I listen to video essays on are probably going to make a video about it. Um, I think it's also going to be totally lost under everything because what I've realized is they'll show a, a neat niche game like this in the middle of everything else. And then like no marketing for when it comes out and it'll just come it happens. out. Randomly. It always happens. Yeah. Um, and I'll forget about it. And unless like, thank God PS five put um, the wish list feature because then I can actually go into my wish list and go, Oh yeah, that's that game that I wish listed forever ago. And it's on sale. Let me go get it. And that's the only reason I have uh, like, Summer and um, Mana, uh, I think was called Mara. Some said uh, Summer and Mara, but anyway, yeah, this I'm, was, I'm looking forward to it. I want to see more about it. Look cute, yeah. At the very least, Kid Amnesian Teacher were new things, but then this is when then the show kind of put a pit stop to now take us to PlayStation Studios, which is what we were here for. What's yeah, coming, they, and then they, they laid me down, and I thought I was going to have a nice night, and then they started wailing on me. With yeah. just like UFC punches, and it yes. was the best thing ever. So, so first uh, off, uh, when we moved into PlayStation Studios, what did they show? They showed us the uh, full confirmation that Uncharted: The Lost Legacy Collection um, is going to be fully put into 4K, 60 frames per second, not just on PC but also for PS5 for Uncharted 4 and The Lost Legacy. 
Just a correction is called Legacy of Thieves Collection. Shoot. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I do totally <laughs> All right. Legacy of Thieves Collection. Yes. Let me correct myself. Um, I, I do kind of wish they could have just thrown that multiplayer in there for me, but I. It's going to be there. Really like, the, the, the multiplayer of this game is going to be there. Like, I'd be shocked if it's not. <laughs> so. I don't know, man. Um, Uncharted with, for multiplayer is still up. You can still play Uncharted is, for multiplayer. Yeah. But um, I know. Will they go through that effort with all of the stuff that Naughty Dog is currently dealing with? They're too. They're focused on smelling their own farts right now. Um, are they really going to bother with us lowly people? Yeah. Give us that. <laughs> Who knows? That's the thing. Like because the multiplayer suite of Uncharted Four is still up and running and it's still pretty populated. Out of curiosity, I actually tried it last week. Really? Just to kind of yeah, because I was like, "How does Uncharted Four look on my PS5? I haven't tested." I was like, "It still looks pretty. I think it looks just as pretty as it did on PS4 because it had a pro patch, but it didn't have the frame rate." So I was like, "Yeah, I just want 60 frames for this." So when I saw it, I was like, "Yeah, freaking finally!" It's like one of the last few PS4 big exclusives that's missing the uh, 60 frames patch after Horizon got it got the the 60 FPS frame uh, frame patch last week. But then I kind of got brought back down to earth to be like. Ah, but they're doing it as a collection that you have to buy. And yeah, from what I see, there's like people are asking, will there be an upgrade path to be able to um, buy this if you own Uncharted 4 and the Lost Legacy already on PS on PS4? Considering Sony has been a disaster when it comes to like these upgrades, like this snafu that happened with Horizon uh, this last week, where they were, they where they had to backtrack after initially being like oh yeah if you buy horizon on ps4 you're gonna get a ps5 version for free and then last week there was like pre-orders for horizon are up oh by the way if you want to have the ps4 and ps5 version of horizon you have to buy the 80 dollar edition and then everyone was like but you said we're gonna get the free upgrade if you got a ps4 and then jim ryan who was in the show uh, at the beginning um he he wrote a letter at the ps box saying yeah you're right we said that just so you know from here on out we are going to be charging you $10 for upgrades. At the very least, they're saying it. It's not the best solution, especially in lieu of smart delivery over on Xbox, but yeah, it's like... It's better, but um, just like you said, with this being a collection, um, I don't think they're going to go that route. They're going to say, okay, no, this is going to be $40, $50, $60, $70. And if it's $70, i am going to riot. It. If it's $70, it's like, I, I, I'd be shocked if it's $70. They're going to be like, oh, no, this is for new people that want to play this this isn't free here's the thing like the big announcement here more than it coming to ps5 is that it's coming to pc which confirms what we saw back in may at that like leaked presentation where it had i just thought we already knew that no that wasn't a leak that was a leaked presentation that we saw it wasn't never officially confirmed this was officially confirmed now coming to pc so now is the big question is like yeah of course, on PC, yeah, charge them. It's like a new thing for them. Horizon yeah. was 50. Maybe you can charge 50 for them, but I just I would hope that, especially because they just keep stepping on the rake when it comes to this uh, PS5 enhancements, which how hard can it be? And Sony can be a little greedy in that, in that, that regard. Like, yeah. I'm just glad that at least there's a way for Uncharted 4 to finally join the 60 FPS smooth family now because you can't go back to 30, I tell you. It breaks your brain. It does. That's one reason why I don't want to go back and play Uncharted 4 just yet. And so I'm very glad to hear about this collection. They said early 22s. Gonna have to wait to see what happens. So um, the next thing, which is probably 
it the biggest might bomb. be the biggest thing that I, at least for sure, the biggest surprise, um, so, if not the biggest reveal. Jason Schreier kept teasing that this thing was going to have superheroes. Like if you see one I of his tweets, of this, so but if you think it, when you think of Sony and superheroes, what do you think? The most Avengers right now? No, that's <laughs> Spider-Man. Come on. Oh, okay. Yeah, because it's like <laughs> Insomniac, the Spider-Man. So he's like, oh yeah. When he said, I was like, yeah, we're probably going to see Spider-Man there, which we did. But Insomniac is doing an, a Wolverine game. That That blew my mind. <laughs> I I mean, even though we haven't like seen anything outside of a CG trailer, I am sold. I am ready. You and I were talking about it at the reaction. We both played that X-Men Origins Wolverine game that was fire. And I need more of that. I want like, I mean, the one thing I could say about X-Men Origins Wolverine was that it was limited and it was rushed and somehow still fantastic. So the oh, fact yeah. like if we get somebody who really knows Marvel, who really knows these games and is clearly making a Wolverine game, which I feel like has got to be rated M just No, it will. Like Insomniac's on rated M be. games. Like Insomniac has done rated M games. It's like it's gonna happen. Like it's, Sunset it's Overdrive good. was M, Resistance was M, Fuse was oh, yeah. M. It was like they're not shying away. They, they don't shy away from right. doing M-rated stuff. It's just the fact that them doing a Wolverine game while also doing a Spider-Man game. Because, yeah, just jumping ahead a little bit, it's like Spider-Man 2 also got announced. Officially titled Spider-Man 2. With Gosh, spoilers, Alejandro. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Grand Turismo 7 was in the middle of that. Who cares? <laughs> I mean, we, well, the driving people care. But it's like, Insomniac is literally, I've never seen a single studio carry an entire console like this think about it spider-man remastered spider-man miles morales ratchet and clank rift apart things that already came out spider-man 2 for 2023 we don't even know when wolverine is coming that's already five games like in sonic's insane and they're crushing sony paid 229 million dollars for this studio microsoft bought bethesda for almost twice the price that Disney bought Star Wars for. Like inside, like Sony getting in Sonic at that cheap relatively is, is, is like the steal of the century because they are now synonymous with quality. It's like they haven't missed since oh. Spider-Man. Like they haven't. So well, you you had some choice words about Rift Apart recently. That's Did the you thing. Want to share any of that? No, yes. It's like that was uh that was almost a bill of goods in regards to the SSD, but it's still a really great game. There, okay. the, that the whole how they were selling that this game can only happen with the PS5 SSD was like just scripted. Um, some of the, those parts are like this is scripted. This if you like lower the graphics, and you could easily do that in other consoles. What this does is at least do it in the most pretty way possible. But Rift Apart is not a miss. Rift Apart is one of the best games this year. Was I personally disappointed that they that they oversold the rhythm mechanic? Yeah. It's still a fantastic game, a nine out of 10 game. They okay. have not missed. So then just they just have to say, Insomniac is doing a Wolverine game. You're already sold. That's yeah. all you need. Like, like you know the game's gonna be fantastic because that's just the quality that they've hit. And Spider-Man 2 now, like confirm the thing that I said after I played Miles, Mar Miles Morales, I am. I've been kind of like itching because here and there I didn't mention, but I've been trying to like replay 
Spider-Man Remastered just to get it out because I bought it and, and I haven't replayed it since I platinumed it in 2018. And it's so tough for me to play that game after playing Miles Morales because I just prefer how they made the movesets for Miles. And they pretty much confirm you're going to play as both. So that's awesome. And awesome. Venom, yeah. Venom's going to be there. Like, I do remember back forever ago, everyone was saying, oh, why no black suit? And uh, my, uh, Spider-Man 2018, they're like, oh, guys, we love that storyline so much. We want a whole game. The director, Brian yes. Intahar, the director, Brian yeah. Intahar, he literally said in, a, in one of the spoiler casts when people are asking, hey, why wasn't the black suit there? Then he tell him, what does the black suit represent? When we do the black suit, it's going to mean something. And here it goes. It's, got, it's happening yep. in the it's happening in the sequel. Now so dated for 2023. So, um, that's the thing. One of my favorites. Um, I remember just how much I enjoyed all that. The Web of Shadows, Spider-Man for the PS One, mm-hmm. focusing so much on Venom and Carnage. Yes. Um, even Spider-Man Three, the for the PS Two, I think is what I got it for. Oof. <laughs> even though bad. they did make a 360 version of it, I at the time I just I was powered by my love for the suit and um i think i remember yeah you should have played the 360 version of that spider-man but um ultimate spider-man you could play as venom yeah i remember that um but i think i remember there was even like a rumor in spider-man 3 that if you got like all of these emblems you could play as venom in the spider-man 3 and that wasn't true if that wasn't ps2 i don't know because i thought that ps2 version was horrendous compared to the ps3 and 360 it was terrible but i just loved it so much because that was all i knew at the time and i was obsessed with it so you know what makes me excited is like insomniac is one of the few studios that can put a year and they will hit the year of whatever they could they put out they said the they said rift apart was launch window it hit the launch window miles morales was going to be a launch title they said it was a launch title when spider-man 2018 they put the year 2018 and they still hit 2018 so with this no is visible like lowering in quality not at all like, it, there was no it's insanely polished downsize. that is um, that game's insanely polished and um i believe it's coming in 2023 because of what's coming in 2022 also which was what closed the show and yeah the grand turismo 7 was shown in between Wolverine and Spider-Man, of course, they had to put Grand Turismo 7 there so people could discuss. I forgot we just didn't even talk about it. No, no, because we did literally, oh. in our, you can see it in our stream, we didn't even talk about Grand Turismo because who cares? It's a driving we simulation game that looks pretty. We talking about Wolverine during yeah. it. It was like, I get it. If y'all really love your simulation racing games, go for it. It's going to be exactly what you're expecting, but there's just not much substantive reasoning uh, that's going to add to that, really. So. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Alejandro, what did we close out with? The only thing that they could have closed with, the game that was supposed to come out this year also, God of War Ragnarok. Finally yeah. confirmed to be called God of War Ragnarok. Everyone's been calling it God of War Ragnarok because last year they only had the tease that said Ragnarok is coming. Right. So it was like, yeah, let's call it God of War Ragnarok because why not? And of course they I confirmed it. I almost wonder if they just decided to change the name uh, because everyone was calling it God of War Ragnarok. Whatever it is, it's like they finally confirmed. And it's like yeah. they showed a substantive amount. Is that your wife there? <laughs> it is. Um, yes. She's making dinner and she waved to me. Yes. <laughs> we can't um, see her. That, that. But yeah, like God of War Ragnarok is like, I mentioned it in the stream and I'll keep mentioning mentioning it here that god of war 2018 game is behind super mario world for me as my favorite game of all time 
I adore that first game so much. Enough that even after I platinumed it back in 2018, I went through it in New Game Plus with the hardest difficulty and 100%ed it. Even though I didn't, I I wasn't going to earn a trophy at all. That's how much I love that game that usually when I platinum a game, that's it. I never touch it again or don't play it that way. And that game incentivized me to play it that way. And just getting to see so much of it, it being like, remind me a lot of how much I like that game, how more expansive it looks. Like with, he definitely seems to have new moves. Like even Atreus, who's now a teen, he's going through puberty. And let's not forget that his real name is Loki. He's seeming more Loki. He's got his daggers. He's got his bow. He's got a um, beard deer that he rides. Mm -hmm. Um, That before you could summon, you could summon a deer with uh, in the first game, and that deer would just walk and just stun enemies. Now he can ride that deer. Remember that. From what I know, you barely played that game how it was supposed to. So there's so much that you don't know. You should replay it. (laughs) I, I, gosh. See, that's the problem. Is it got so meaty with the stuff you could do that I would get lost. I was like. So there's these benefits for things, these passives, this stuff that you can like put on as charms. And like, I get the same problem with Ghost of Tsushima. Like I put a few things on and even if I keep on unlocking new things, I was like, well, I've got this thing that I kind of like. I don't want to learn a whole new process for like loadout and moving things around. So I'm not going to bother with it. And then I miss out on whole parts of the gameplay. So it's um, it's a struggle. And um, I, I feel like I missed out on a lot. <laughs> yeah, and it's you can play it in 4K 60 frames as a PS4 version right now, thanks to the PS Plus collection, no problem. Even though I think you own it. I do. So yeah, and everyone <laughs> can play I it now, yes. It. So yeah, but yeah, seeing more things like a more expansive world, seeing more realms, they confirm now that all nine realms are gonna be in the game now. So that's exciting. In the previous one, I think there were only like five of them. And then the other four yeah. were like locked. And you can mm-hmm. see for the four realms in the in the Igrisil tree that kind of teleports you, or kind of like the bridge of, yeah. what's they call it in the Thor mythology? It's like the Bifrost, when you're in the oh, Bifrost yeah. bridge. and you. Mm-hmm. So they're confirming that. So that definitely means that the game's going to be even meatier. They confirmed this is the end of the Norse mythology taken God of War. That surprised me, honestly. I really thought they were going to go for another trilogy out of that. Yeah, I would say I respect it because... If you think you can say anything you need to say in two games and walk away, I think that's more of a baller move. And uh, I think it also correlates with the fact that because we saw this in the uh, post interview that had the new director of the game, Eric Williams, which I mentioned in the stream that Corey Barlock at the very beginning of 2020, he tweeted, Eric Williams, remember this name. That's all he said. And then that, that's when speculation came forward to be like, hey, we don't think he's directing the new God of War. And kind of they mentioned it in that stream. It's like, no God of War has been directed by the same director twice, like in a row. God of War 1 was directed by David Jaffe, the guy that created Twisted Metal and all of that. Uh, God of War 2, the original God of War 2, was directed by Corey Barlow. Then he actually was going to direct God of War 3, and then he left for reasons that no one knows. And Stieg Asmussen, he's like a bald dude that... He directed Jedi Fallen Order, actually. He did God of War 3. Then God of War Ascension, the least liked of the God of War games, uh, was directed by Todd Pappy. That's how it was called. And then after that, then when they decided to kind of reimagine, they brought back Corey Barlow because out of all of them, God of War 2 was the most well-received of all of them. Yeah. 
So, and kind of, kind of what Corey says, that is a tradition that they keep to kind of like bring like a fresh perspective at the top. And also the fact that every director feels burned out after the, after the Herculean task that is directing one of those games. Honestly, like just watching that documentary, the stuff that this poor dude had to go through for the effort that God of War clearly needed. Um, that was make or break for that studio, literally. That you was could see so there. much effort on on their part, and I I wouldn't even want to be anywhere close to that process, yeah, frankly. Just, th- just think of that. It was like in 2013 when he came back, when he was brought back in, Ascension had just come out and it had middling reviews. It didn't sell as well. Everyone was like, yeah, uh, we don't think God of War has it anymore. I don't think people really care. Look how tepid the reception was for Ascension. That even toyed with multiplayer, which was weird. It was which a God of War with multiplayer. Really like it was fun, um, but I, it was I missing enjoyed stuff. The yeah. heck out of it. Um, but yes, uh, but, you're absolutely right. Yeah. So just... then, then he he's brought in and be like, okay, we're gonna put God of War in ice as we reimagine it. We have this other property, this sci-fi property that we're developing with the writer of Battlestar Galactica. That's gonna be our next project. As you figure out where you want to do with God of War. Oh, what happened? That project got canceled and all that team got brought into him. Be like, hey, the team that was working on this canceled project is coming to you. Do you have anything to do? And then you can see, be like, yeah, we have, we're still figuring out what we want to do with this God of War. So he had to figure that out, keep people with like, give something to people to work on, even though he didn't know what he was going to do. Rebuild the engine, rebuild the idea of God of War, write the story. And it was funny enough is that he said that when he wrote the story of God of War, it was so big that they re- he realized he wrote the story for two games is that what happened yeah huh so i love this has been written for a while they just found like an end point for the first game and then everything that was written afterward was already written when he wrote that story so despite this game having a new director is from a story that Corey wrote with someone else so just thinking in that five-year herculean effort to try to like turn god of war into a series that went from something people didn't give a crap about into their most celebrated exclusive from last generation, even after The Last of Us 2 came out, of which everyone said The Last of Us 2 was going to be that game, and it, it turned out it didn't. God of War was the game with Spider-Man, ironically, the two most celebrated exclusives of the PS4. So, I, and they were both represented here. It um, God, What happened to God of War is like when you turn 300 into something like Citizen Game. Like you took something that is meant to be like this self-indulgent, very fantastical, ma- yeah, male fantasy, wild, crazy nonsense that a lot of people are like, okay, I can understand why some people like it. That's definitely not for me. And then turning it into this universally beloved emotional story of a father trying to raise a son. And it's like, mm-hmm goodness gracious um just the stuff that you could do because like i had experienced all of the series when it came to the ps3 remasters mm-hmm. Same. That's um that's how, how i played them all and then i played ascension when that came out and i had that poster on my wall for a little while i loved the uh, multiplayer of it but like i didn't really have the context still never actually played the psp version um, they're good the psp versions are good and they came to ps3 through the origins collections but Right, but hard I think for I you to go back to them playing those. Um, but yeah, it was just like I just didn't really care about them at the time, and now it's like 
they made both the game series a household name uh the characters all household names the merchandise all over the place that's the thing god of world always was like the household name it was like the mario of playstation kind of like the icon you would look at kratos i would that dare the- say it was oh well, yeah he's re- very recognizable but i would say the name was dying on the lips of yeah. many people mm-hmm. like mainstream media wise absolutely after ascension um, it was like yeah this is over move on everyone was telling like him that. that was it it's just another one of the casualties of moving forward in this industry and then all of a sudden they were like oh no we're not done quite yet we're gonna give you like the best story we've had not just in most games but in most stories at all ever Mm -hmm. told (laughs) yeah and who would have thought it's the um traumatized dad story has been um really taken over the uh media landscape lately look at logan (laughs) and that came out like a year before god of war you could even say uh going all the way back to the road with vigo mortensen Mm -hmm. um and just that that whole storyline of innocent care uh character that needs to be protected by traumatized character is just book of eli um mm-hmm. like that whole thing it's just you love it you love to see it you love to feel it you love to get that whole thing because you get like usually redemption for the main character and then you get some kind of comeuppance with the little one and, and that was a big thing with god of war is like this is the character that was pretty one-dimensional always screaming all about revenge and all of that having yeah. to come to terms with the fact he was that dude and how he was going to impart that to a son that he didn't want him to know he was yeah. that dude and him coming to terms and seeing how realistically he then handles having to open up to his son about like his true nature and all of that. And it's like, so says so much also by saying so little, that game is so great at so much storytelling that you can infer that is not pretentious. Like oh, that's, yeah. a, that's what's funny. It's like the whole thing is like, saying so much without saying it. It's like, it's like almost uh, play. Like it's like in a play. Sometimes like the things, some of the things that you can infer and, I can't wait to see if they continue that vibe in a more expanded world now with Ragnarok and um, getting to see characters like Thor and Odin, who they confirmed is going to be like played by a dude from Sons of Anarchy and yeah, a dude okay. from uh, the West Wing, like both, uh, both Thor and Odin. So pretty cool that they're kind of bringing big names to characters yeah. that are going to be main parts of the story now. And uh, Considering this game was going to come out in 2021 when they originally revealed and everything that we saw, because we saw a bunch of gameplay in this thing, like a, a lot. Good so amount it's like, that was well polished. Yeah, it's like I absolutely believe this is a late, a mid to late 2022 game, potentially slips into early 2023. But this is a game that it's imminent for us, and oh, I can't yeah. wait. <laughs> I I'm can't. So looking forward to it, and I think you're right. I will. Um, eventually re-download God of War, and which is that officially still a PS4 version? That yeah, it's a P- yeah, it's a PS4 version that it's not a PS5. No, version. no. So you, if you have an extended hardware, you can play it there. It... So I will be doing that because um, my hard drive is getting very full very quickly with all of these PS5 versions that are coming to uh, my system right now, and it's uh, it's killing me frankly oh yeah I, I do not have enough space for all of it well and my brother just bought nba 2k22 which comes out today oh, 108 gigabytes 108 gigabytes for a basketball game i wanted to scream when i saw it i was like f activision and 2k like f them in the butt 
for for literally um, the PS the SSD allows them to compress files. That's the point. You don't have to make yeah. them that big. And they, 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 they're they like, let's make them as big as possible while other games are doing much better. I'm so realizing much better. they're doing that partially on purpose because if you have more of your stuff taking up space, it forces them not to play as many things hmm. where they'll more likely just keep playing yeah. your game. Exactly. It's like, that's, that's my only theory here, especially with the PS5 being such a limit, being so limited in its memory that even though it says 825 gigabytes, the reality is, it's 664 because for some reason the system needs like 100 something gigs to be able to operate so it's like if you want to have like if you want to play like call of duty let's say this year i won't personally my brother is still deciding i don't know if i'm gonna have the storage space for yeah exactly especially because i don't like just having those games i like having a bunch that i can pick like for example like avengers i mentioned is like because i'm pretty much done everything meaty that I can do with that game and Spider-Man's coming later this year. They said that he was not going to be here for good reason. There was already another Spider-Man announcement that was going to come out in this presentation. That game's 97 gigs right now. And I'm like, ooh, yeah, I might put you away right now until Spidey comes here. But it's like, yeah, it's like I have less patience now for big games because I've seen so many games that had PS4 versions that were so big and seeing the PS5 version being so much smaller Maybe not huge, but for example, like uh, Assassin's Creed uh, Valhalla on PS4 was like waiting almost 97 gigs with all the patches. Right now, Valhalla on PS5 is 72. 20 gigs is 20 gigs. And that game runs better, looks better. So it's like... like Destiny 2, our loved yeah. series, uh, was like 100-something on PS4. And, and that's 70 76. gigs now. Yeah. Um, and like... That's when you just, when you get efficient with things, that's when you really push past it. That's why I was saying so much about Microsoft has the raw power, but uh, Sony was like, guys, listen, we don't have the numbers as they do, but we can do a lot more with what we're doing. And like, despite a few missteps here and there on both sides, I think that they're clearly showing that they can make things very efficient it's just the, PS, the, the ps5 has been like putting the xbox on blast by being the console that runs a lot of games better mm-hmm. which is ironic because the p the xbox series x has more raw power to it which right. shows that the ps5 was be- built in a very specific way that allows for that even though the xbox can sometimes allow for even more resolution but if you want performance it's like the ps5 is no slouch so yeah it's like yeah it's screw those companies that don't care because that's literally it's like if you're just putting bloated stuff like this you just don't care but yeah that was the playstation showcase of 2021 too late to get a showcase but it's so funny that we were seven days away from a year anniversary from the last time sony did a big presentation because they skipped the three altogether this year obviously for covid stuff and all that but yeah Alejandro, do you think this was actually worth the delay that we got this late in the year getting this? Or do you think we really could have gotten this like a month or two ago? Probably. Especially because the big things that they announced here are not even coming this year. So No abandon either. Yeah. I still believe that game's a scam now because it's like you missed the big showcase of the year. Is like it can't the, possibly be related to Kojima at least. Um, oh, so especially that boy Ko- is 
fully in his world with Death Stranding right yeah. now. And I appreciate him not being here. He posted his trailer earlier. And yeah. I would have done the scene with Deathloop. That's it. And that's the thing with this uh, presentation is like Knights of the Old Republic, Project Eve, Kid Amnesia, Tessia, The Uncharted, uh, Legacy of Thieves Collection, Marvel's Wolverine, Spider-Man 2, Ragnarok. Those are the big announcements here. When you think of the big announcements, a lot of these are big hits. The Wolverine thing was a bomb because oh, yeah. no one, no one expected it. I didn't. I, I didn't even hear about the Twitter musings that you were talking about. And that's about. the thing. And then when, oh. when you see the people that are in the know talking about superheroes and you think Sony, you're only going to think of Spider-Man. Like, oh, okay. Spider-Man's going to show yeah, up. All but right. now they got I Wolverine think... here. It's like. And, and Insomniac, and then uh, Marvel. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Spider-Man's showing up. And then they were like, it's Where's a the bar? guy wearing a cowboy hat with a flannel shirt. And I went, <gasps> yeah, I know. What? <laughs> you can see our reactions. It was like, that's. Yeah. That's what made me excited. So that's like that's like I said, like this was a showcase that overall was great because it ended with such a punch in any way possible. And started with such a punch and with a cool looking thing. The other things I'll just eh, it's like I've seen them. It's like doesn't have the pop, but I've always said that usually if you can walk out of one of these presentations with at least three games that pop for you, it's a success. And these, I have at least um, five. Yeah. I'd say. So I'd say, yeah. I will still see, I, I will still want to give credit to Microsoft for having had such a big showcase at E3 and making you excited for their platform. This makes me excited for the future of the PS5, but it makes me excited in the PS5 in the ways I knew I was always going to be excited about the PS5. They don't miss with their games. They just have to get better at all the little things around those games bring the firmware update that will allow us to finally put an SSD into the freaking machine now. Yes. Like, stop being so stupid with the upgrade nonsense that's been happening that over at Xbox is so easy because you're seeming so greedy. Mm. It's like, it's just this tiny little things that is like, the PS5 is successful because the PS4 was successful. The PS5 has succeeded just on the momentum alone of the machine. And it's going to succeed this year just on the momentum alone of everyone wanting one not because of what off they're offering like at least for this holiday the xbox is still the console to beat like if you need one of the two for what's there now the xbox are you covered ps the the, the playstation you can get one for the things that they've already released because kind of like i mentioned to you is like what Her what herman hall said is like right. with what they've supported so far is like at the very least the ps5 has put out games mm -hmm. but they unloaded the chamber while Microsoft had the bullets ready, so Microsoft's about to shoot all of them. I mean, Psychonauts 2 came out earlier and has been really well received. That's just the start of even more. So, and all the third parties they got over in Game Pass, the, the, which is still something that Sony just isn't even close to registering, much less combating. Yes. But you know what? Um, they're clearly trying to do something different. I can respect mm -hmm. it, even though as a consumer, that kind of messes me up because value-wise, my value is getting smaller and my uh, amount of time available is also getting smaller. Mm -hmm. So the amount of games that I play is significantly less and I'm definitely not going to be able to buy everything that comes out within that February and March. Especially if there's 70 bucks. That's um, the, and that's the thing. But then you put two or three of those on game pass for free 
and that's going to look a lot better for somebody like I me. I still say um, that I kind of yeah. want to save to get at least a Series S for 300 bucks because it's like that's a next-gen machine that tops at 1080p. Mm-hmm. Considering the PS5 is like my main machine, it's, I think that's a good compromise to be able to have both because for the first time, I feel there's no clear winner here. They both win in their tiny little pockets in a way, and I think this confirms yeah. it more than ever. It's like the PS5 is the place to play for get to getting quality exclusives because they prove them over and over and over they do that and uh, at least in the exclusive imagine side. um just like you said where there's no clear winner but they win in their tiny little pockets that's almost the best thing you could ask for in a game industry like this because when you win in your tiny little pockets but the wider battle there's a wider war there's still more battles to be fought that pushes ingenuity that pushes both of these teams to say okay well we won in this area clearly that's that's irrevocable but this whole area we haven't even touched that yet so let's try going over here well microsoft as and oh well we won over here well let's check this area out and then they're just going to keep going back and forth back and forth and hopefully the idea being that they both get better and the consumer benefits from that which is what i'm excited for when there's no clear winner that means you get a nice drag out fight where everybody kind of benefits in the long run yes <laughs> that and with seems that, like I think yeah, that's our calling that is our call. <laughs> and, and with that that ends our episode look at the playstation showcase of 2020 it gave it gave us enough to just be the only thing to talk about there paul i'm glad that you're fine i'm glad that you're no longer in a warehouse getting how, how can i yeah. say it's like just trying to survive from the apocalypse there so yeah so yeah, and by the way, it's like this can also confirms that we're gonna be posting episodes later in the week now to just try to get more because it seems more beneficial also to like, like all there's the- more stuff going on early in the week mm-hmm. and middle of the week, but we always end up missing it because it happens right after we talk. Yeah. So um yeah, it's it's been a little bit nicer to slow things down and wait a little bit longer just so we can summarize the week after the fact. Yeah. And I just kind of had you, just, that just happened by happenstance, basically, of us hitting that um, Gamescom, re- those reveals and not this one. It just, it just seems better to post later in the week than earlier. Yeah. Because then, I, because the thing with news is everything can get outdated really quick. It's more yeah. in the moment. So at least later in the week, we get everything from that week and then just keep moving forward. So keep an eye out on like the new dates, which will either be Thursday or Friday depending on depending on where we go there so paul where can people find you as always alejandro and everyone listening you can find me at dork of art on twitter dork of art also on youtube and angel sword 21 on twitch now that i have internet i kind of want to take advantage of it so i I might be uploading or at least posting something who knows but uh i want to do something to realize um i'm back in a first world country again and you can put so, your streams uh, in the escape you. media also that kind of like I've been doing. Like you can find me at twitch.tv slash this layer giant. Some of the streams that I put will also be posted here in the YouTube channel, escape media. And you can also find me at eight underscore George Segovia on Twitter and Alejandro Segovia 93 in Instagram. And you can find my written content at thecriticalcorner.com. And don't forget that we are, we're in all the podcast services that are not Apple podcasts. You can, listen to our podcast in Apple Podcasts through the RSS feed. 
And um, the don't forget that you can also see our playlist for the Xbox and Reacts, where we're going to be doing like reactions to big things. I'm going to link it here below. And we will see you next week. Remember? Press X. To play. Good night, everybody. Adios. Adios.